welcome to the Shadow Baddies Book Club, where two romanticy obsessed women pick apart the genre one hardened length at a time. Journey with us as we discuss our current reads, our endless TBR, our favorite romance tropes, and get into some seriously wild theories. I'm Elise, aka Wheezy. I'm here with my cousin, Darcy. And as always, we want to give our listeners a reminder that this is an explicit R-rated podcast. We will be swearing, talking about smutty books, and making all kinds of inappropriate jokes. In this week's episode, we are diving face first and tits out into the mass verse, kicking things off with A Court of Thorns and Roses, or Akatar. Today, we will be taking a deep dive into the first book of the series. We will be talking about all things Akatar, and that includes some of the future reads. We are covering book one today, but if you have not read any of the Akatar series, you must <laughs> turn around, go get the books, go get the audiobooks, whatever you need to do, you must read them. So with that, Darcy is going to give you an unhinged 60-second <laughs> recap of Akatar, of the first book in the series. All right, you tell me when to so, go. Okay, here we go. In 60 seconds, three, two, one. Akatar, the book and the series, is really the story of a very strong female main character with complex post-traumatic stress syndrome. Her family sucks, her life sucks because her family sucks. She's thrown into not only having to survive, but also keep her dumb, dumb and useless posh family alive because her emotionally immature mother made her promise to care for her entire family mother wound. She falls for the first asshole to show her kindness, as one does, and is thrown into a toxic and codependent relationship that ends with her killing innocent seconds. fairies, having her ass handed to her over and over. <laughs> Meanwhile, he limp dicks around instead of doing anything about it, while trapped under a mountain, while her shadow daddy actually Ten fights seconds. to save her life, where her neck is snapped and she is resurrected <laughs> as high fate. What? Three, with two, one, you crushed. <laughs> You did it. Sorry, my a brief pause because my sweet husband just brought me some coffee. All right. So um, now that I have caffeine, we'll launch right into it. Okay. Introduction to Farah. right? Starts out, hello, trauma, darling. Uh, she's malnourished. She's literally hunting daily to survive. She's taking care of her family in that way. Um, and we learn later that she hates hunting. And it constantly pulls her back to this place of just like kind of misery and murder. Like she doesn't like killing things. Um, and it makes her feel so guilty. It like racks her with guilt. So that's going to be a common theme um, with Feyre. Um, We meet the family, which is like hot take. They all fucking suck. They all suck. It's like a daddy Archeron does nothing but carve sculptures from wood that they should be burning for warmth. B, Elaine is an idiot. <laughs> and instead of growing actual vegetables for nourishment, she grows flowers. And C is for cunt because that is what Nesta is. She is the biggest bitch. She treats Feyre like shit. It is like so insane that Feyre does all of this stuff for her family. And they're also presumptuous too. Like, yeah. so what got Feyre into this, this situation to begin with is her narcissistic mother placed the burden of her entire dum dum family on her shoulders at eight years old at eight years yeah. old she yeah. is 
tasked with taking care of her whole family because right. for whatever reason, they all suck. So, yeah. <laughs> and then her mom just pieces out and dies. Yeah. She's like, here, I'm going to put this impossible task on your shoulders and then I'm out. So and the only she, way that, that she could survive was to hunt and she had to teach herself how to do that. That's a common yep. thing through this entire series as well. Um, and then, and, you know, tack on to that two sisters that don't do anything um, and having to watch her own father you know, get the shit kicked out of him. Like, have his debtors whole take ass him out. To him. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Take him out at the knees. Fuck up his leg. Like, he never recovers from that. Like, and again, it's like a classic story of like someone, like in this instance, Daddy Archeron, uh, letting that rule his entire life. He has then given up on taking care of his daughters. All he does is carve figurines and sell them on the streets occasionally he watches favor go out every day and hunt for him and doesn't do jack shit except hope he doesn't that they do very well which then leads us to the point where beast mode tamlin <laughs> breaks into their cottage and fucking takes Feyre. and then that's another point in this whole thing it's like Feyre is very much like oh yeah i'm gonna go to prithian with this scary beast feline wolf ram horn elkhorn weird <laughs> beastie thing <laughs> and i am going to do this for my family like i need to get this scary fey male away from them you see this in her interactions with nesta that she just gets debased to only serving one purpose which is to hunt and provide for her family but she's not valued as a sister she's not valued as a daughter and later mm -hmm. as she heads into Tamlin's court, she's not valued as a person or a woman. She's right. just kind of an object. Yeah. And what I thought was really interesting reading through this again is in that very, very first chapter after she kills the wolf and she kills the deer and she's back at the cottage and Nesta hasn't built the fire, chopped wood like she was supposed to while Pharaoh was out in the cold hunting and skinning animals and hauling them back home to cook. Um, her sister tells her that she is a half wild beast with the nerve to bark orders all day and night. And someday Pharaoh, you'll have no one left to remember or care that you ever existed. She tells her that she stinks and that she could at least pretend that she isn't a peasant. This is after she went and got them food. And then you yeah. see later while she is at the spring court talking with Tamlin and talking with Lucian, she's telling herself how ridiculous and insignificant she is. Lucian's telling her how insignificant she is. And so yeah. she's just created this narrative in her head. I mean, I mean, she didn't really create it. it it's been told to her that she's yeah. not worth anything. Right. And her, her dad just letting her go and, you know. Encouraging her to go. Encouraging because her to that's, go. That's a thing that we will touch on more, I think, later, because both you and I have some Daddy Archer on uh, theories. I do think that she feels like she is, yeah, she has no self-worth at all. Yep. Um, and and so, that's why she's very quickly taken 
and thinks that she's in love with and that he's in love with her by Tamlin because mm -hmm. it when you don't have any value for yourself or know your self-worth, then you get taken advantage of by people like Tamlin. And I think that, we, you know, we see with her dreams as well, like just how deep her trauma goes. Uh, even in sleep, she can't escape it. And she has been, right, like the dislike of hunting comes into play here, but especially after killing... Um, Andrus, she then had to realize that she shot a fey male through the eye, skinned him. No wonder you're having nightmares. Like, I wouldn't be able to get that image out of my head either. It's crazy. And that nightmare she has is really vivid because she's not skinning the wolf. She is skinning the fey male. She is skinning yeah. someone who resembles a human. Like a body. Yeah. Like it's, Oof. it's a full Terrible. sensory like experience for her to relive that. And you see yeah. that throughout, throughout this book and throughout, especially throughout the second book, her reliving all of these horrors that she's had to go through. And it's all about killing against her will. It all led her to be kind of a badass. I mean, when she is introduced to some of these scary characters like the bog and the surreal and all of these other things like she already has this skill set almost embedded in her that's like oh yeah you're gonna die i feel like it kind of dampens her fear a little bit like she's scared but like with the bog she like instantly has this moment of like just do whatever lucian tells you to do like do not look at this thing don't react she stays strong if you think about her narrative during any of those parts where she's like really scared, she's looking at her fear objectively and not subjectively where she's able to be like, oh, like it's a very like Buddhist meditation kind of practice. Like, oh, there's some fear there, but I'm going to go ahead and kill these two Naga, which are some of the scariest creatures in this world because it's kill or be killed. And that's all right. I know. And so I can't right. let that fear take a hold of me. I'm going to first free another scary creature, the Surreal. She chooses to mm -hmm. free him before she flees for her own life. And then when cornered, she kills two Naga. And then Tamlin swoops in and saves her from the other saves two. Her. Which she was about right. to she was about to get fucked up. But still, I think <laughs> she, she could handle it. I know it. in your your heart wants to tell you that she was about to kill the rest of the Naga and come out on top. But you know she was about to die. <laughs> he came but in it's clutch. Like it's a, he had to do something. Jesus. <laughs> she has never needed rescuing. No. She will fight until the end, which we see throughout the which book Reese and throughout knows the series. Like, and Reese recognizes oh, yes. Tamlin. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I think Lucian recognizes it too, because yeah. he, like, they strike up a friendship early on and, like, he tries to kind of push Tamlin's will on her of, like, stay in your chamber and don't go out and I'll keep you safe. Right. But he gives her a knife and then later he gives her a sheath for her knife, like a belt to hold her knife. Right. So it's like, like he knows. he's actively arming her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's like, this chick's a badass. I can see it. But it's also like, I've, dude, yeah. uh, since we mentioned Lucian a little bit, what does Tamlin have on Lucian? Like, I know that they're friends, and I know that it's mentioned within the series that, like, 
they're close and he gave him like shelter or like took him in or whatever. But like, what the fuck? Why is he so dedicated to this man? Why is Lucian so loyal to Tamlin? Yeah, subservient. There's, there is a spinoff somewhere about Lucian in the yes. Autumn Court. I think his brother, like there's a whole Vancera thing going on that I mm-hmm. hope we get more because I don't think anything is what meets the eye with the Vancera clan. Yeah. There's definitely a bigger story there and I'm very excited to read about it. I am too, because I actually like Eris. I know. um, God damn it. I I think that there's a redemption redemption arc coming for Eris. A hundred percent. Yeah. I'm here for it. Yep. Yeah. God damn it. Sarah J. Mass. So, Why do you ruin you ruin our worries. lives and you make it so much better at the same time? <laughs> I mean, this book, like this little bit in the spring court was a bit of a snooze fest for me, even though oh, totally. I really enjoyed that Feyre seemingly found some joy and found her bliss a little bit, um, which we can... <laughs> discuss further because i know you have your own feelings on it but she obviously starts to fall for tamlin tamlin starts to fall for her and it's seemingly a very cute but then you look romance when you're you you you're like look at how far you are in the book and well you're like okay so right here she's finding her bliss and you're like but there's still this much left there's yeah. something else going on here, no, which I actually fan. just turned to a very pivotal point in the book um, that I want to talk about, which is her uh, watching that fairy die. So oh. Tamlin comes busting in the middle of the night with a fairy whose wings were cut off. Um, this was so sad. And oh, it was so terrible. It was so terrible. Oh, it was awful. And you think about Feyre is a fairy hating bitch. She does not care about these creatures who are living in you know with all the food and eternal spring and they're in this beautiful Mm -hmm. place what could they possibly have to worry about but she all of her compassion goes for this fairy who is heartbroken that his wings have been cut off and she spends his last moments holding his hand and and easing him into his next life but she's so selfless. We've talked about this before. Yeah. It's like she is so selfless. Even in that moment, she had never seen yeah. this particular <laughs> brand of fairy. And so she was like, like she had to have been a little uncomfortable and scared and like unsure. But she still offered this person kindness. She does it because she wouldn't want to die alone herself. Okay. Right. So Feyre finds some bliss or as Darcy calls it, yeah. complacency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a, you have a lot Bliss. to say on the matter. I'm over here like, oh, and then she falls in love with Tamlin, and they actually start flirting with each other, and it's super cute. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Listen, <laughs> I, I even the first time I read it, I was like, I'm not falling for this. You're I do better. not for one you second better than me. think that thing but also that's because i was looking and i'm like there's no way that something isn't going to happen in this last yeah. chunk of this book yeah. so when she's yeah. all about you know he he shows her his gallery and he has it cleaned up for her and then he buys mm-hmm. her paint supplies so that she can paint because she mentions that she loves to paint 
So it's, let me put her in this neat little box. Let me dress her up like a doll and put her in this little box where she can just be surrounded by pretty things and paint and have and she's food my pretty and whatever bride. she needs. Uh -huh. And she's yeah. my pretty little bride and you don't need to worry about anything. And that's not what she wants. That's not no. who she is at her core. She'll never no. not be a survivor. That's the thing. She does not want to be right. put in a box. And so she doesn't I like feeling useless. That. And that, right. Exactly. She doesn't like feeling useless. Yep. Like she, she needs to feel like she's accomplishing something and she's doing something. And at the end of the day, yep. it's like, she is like the caregiver, right? So she needs to feel like she's taking care of something or someone. Um, yes. So that was never going to work. Right. It was never going to work. It All was right, a pretty fine. picture, but it's not going to happen. It was a pretty picture. We get, and like, okay, I'll fully admit at the, at the Glen, when they go to the lake that's full of um, starlight, like, okay, that was beautiful. That was a beautiful was scene. And I was like, oh was my cute. goodness, I, I'm going to go and just dive in and just like inhale all of the starlight. That yes. sounds lovely. Yes. And it's intoxicating and they it have is. a little sexy moment. And it whatever. was sweet. And you're like, they were flirty. It was really sweet. It was very and they're, sweet. And I thought their first kiss was so sweet. It was so lovely. It was what so about the, lovely. I mean, you could count, hold on, because you could actually count the bite after Cal and Mai as oh. a first kiss. Dude, why was that so sexy? Why it was, was that pretty weird hot. bite so sexy? <laughs> I don't like, know. Because happening? it was domineering and possessive and wild and, and he's yeah. like angry with her and Feral wants to know why weird. she was there. Yeah. And he's horny I, and he could smell her there. Like, my goodness. Oh my god! But you say like domineering and possessive, and I'm instantly like, oh yeah, it's problematic, isn't it? <laughs> I know it is problematic. It's so problematic. That's like, that's like our we first want a little bit of how it. possessive Tamlin is, though. Too, yeah, yeah. Like those little moments that they share, where he's just like he's either jealous of Lucian for no reason whatsoever, or like <laughs> he's just very, yeah. He's a very possessive, very, very angry person. Oh, boy. But the whole reason we know <laughs> that Tamlin ain't it is because there you are. I've been looking for you at Cal and Mai. Uh, <laughs> oh, the line that just is the greatest, burned in our brains. I mean, I, I got out my, my copy of Pride and Prejudice today and... I mean, I don't even think there's anything in that book that beats. <laughs> and those are those are classic. Those are like, classic. classic lines. Yes. And yeah, yes. I think there you are. I've been looking there for you. There you are. I've been looking for you. Uh, ridiculous. I hear that in my dreams. <laughs> so I do too. I know. <laughs> I'm just going to give David a list of things that he can say to me that will a, get me excited. Right. <laughs> in, a, in a low growl. Yes. <laughs> Please, will you please growl this at me? Um, but no, we meet the most beautiful man she has ever seen. The most beautiful man. And he rescues her. Here, here is Reese. Here enters, uh, Reese has entered the group chat. <laughs> yes, Reese has entered the villa. And he rescues her at Cal and Mine. But my favorite moment is when he cock blocks Tamlin at once. <laughs> <laughs> He comes yeah. up like he cuts the 
Feyre and Tamlin are finally flirting. They're making Lucian incredibly uncomfortable. They're like leaning into each other, barely managing not to attack each other over the breakfast table. <laughs> and then fucking Reese slices through the sexual tension. <laughs> oh, so very and good. And he gets so angry at Lucian for glamoring yeah. Feyre. And I mean, this is this when was a moment. This was a moment, and oh my goodness, it, you want to hate Reese so much in this so part. He badly. is so brutal. He is so he's mean such to Farah. He's mean to Farah. Oh. He puts down Lucian, and he puts Tamlin on his knees to beg him not to tell Amarantha about Farah. Which is like some foreshadowing into who fucking Tamlin is. Who be too, Tamlin <laughs> is. Exactly. Exactly. But you also find out later, and this I think is really sweet, after you find out what an asshole he is at this part, you you hear later when he tells Feyre everything that um, he went out and vomited his guts up after this encounter because he had to be so mean and he yeah. knows who Feyre is. Right. Um, he knew that there was this connection between them. Like yep. he knew... And he still had to, he had to put on a show. He had to put on the show. He had to put on the mask. Yep. Yeah. And he did a good job. Sarah J. Mass did a good job in that moment because I fucking hated Reese. Like when I first read the book, I was like, oh, this guy is awful. He was like the bad guy for me. I was like, oh God, like this guy's terrifying. And he he outs himself as Amarantha's whore for the first time in that scene as well. We then get... Tam Tam freaking the fuck out and telling Feyre he's going to send her home and that she's got to go. Yeah, part and... of the course. He's like, yeah. you can't save yourself, so let me save you. You got to get out of right. here. He probably could have made bigger steps to break this curse a long time ago. And yet, here we are, his one chance at breaking the whole damn thing, and he sends her away. And it's yep. like, look, I like that he did because it, well, it didn't do anything because she comes back, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, I get that. I get that, that it's like, it's supposed to be a moment of like, uh, you know, sacrifice. You are sending her away to save her, whatever. But it's like at the sacrifice of everyone, that's crazy. All because he's spineless. It's not even a yeah. noble thing because he's again, spineless. we'll get into this once we're under the mountain that Reese is willing to make everybody, everybody in Prithian think that he is a huge asshole mm-hmm. and he is willing to become the literal whore of a monster mm-hmm. to keep his yeah. people. And Tamlin can't even, like, he at no point can stand up for his people. This woman nope. he supposedly loves, nope. his friend, yeah. nobody. Which, if you think about <sighs> it, is crazy because Feyre... If she had been given the chance, which she was in the end, she was given the chance. She did anything. She did horrible things in order to free everyone. She did yep. what Tamlin couldn't. So fuck, dude. She goes home. She goes back to realize that her family still sucks. Family still Nesta, sucks. <laughs> Nesta could not surprising be no one. Yeah. So and yes, to the shock of no one, her family still sucks. So she's like, well, fuck it. I'm gonna fuck off back up to the spring court. <laughs> And go be with my lover mm-hmm. to uh, her only for her to return to an empty and totally ransacked Spring Court Manor. Yeah. And yeah. Alice is pissed. Oh, because Alice we forgot like, to mention Claire better. 
Oh, because shit. she goes she goes home and she realizes that Claire's family home was burned. Everyone was burned alive inside. They couldn't find Claire, and she has this moment of fuck me. I gave Claire's name to Reese. <clears throat> yep. That's right. That's and then the she's tea. that's the T. <laughs> anyway, she goes back, spring court, <laughs> Alice is pissed. <laughs> she leads her into under the mountain. She's immediately captured by the adder. Yeah, it takes um, five seconds. Who is, she walked right into it mm-hmm. and sees Claire Better's body just stretched and mutilated. And she has a scream permanently Awful. on her face. Oh, um, oh it gives hanging me the shivers. On the wall. It's, it gives it's me the shivers. Awful. It's truly yep. awful. Alice. Alice gave her all the tea, which included how to break the curse that they are under. We're horrible at this. Um, <laughs> Alice tells her, yeah, all you had to do, you stupid girl, was tell him that you loved him and mean it. Uh, like, yeah. how hard is that? It's really hard because yeah. he's blonde and stupid. <laughs> Darcy is like, it would be impossible for me because... <laughs> it would be impossible. <laughs> he's blonde, so... <laughs> So we're done. We're done. (laughs) All of Prithian is dead if Darcy is the main character. In addition to taking on, uh, assuming a responsibility for all of the mortal lands and her family, which are part of the mortal lands, I know. She now is responsible for all of the immortals as well. So now she takes on the responsibility of saving the lives of all of the fairies. It's classic Feyre, right? She she goes from taking care of her family to, and like providing for them, to putting the weight on her shoulders of taking care of the entirety of everyone. <laughs> and yes. it's like everything, like, and even at one point, at one point, which I'm like, Reese, what the fuck? <laughs> Reese says, you can't lose. Like everything right. is writing on you succeeding here. And it's like, dude, what? Yep. Stop. Why are you saying yeah. that? Yeah. No pressure. No pressure yeah, at all. It's crazy. Um, so yeah. And then of course, true to Feyre fashion, she's like told not to do all of these things. And this is what I love about Feyre is like, anytime she's told what to do, she's like, no, <laughs> ignore. Yep. <laughs> so, so she, she makes exactly right yeah. she does exactly what she wasn't supposed to do which is yeah. make a deal with amarantha she makes a deal with amarantha she fucking fucks up the midgard worm okay <laughs> the midgard worm is the coolest like going back and reading that again and i read yeah. it like i didn't skim over that part at all i skimmed over the spring court because i was just like oh my god this again yeah boo. but yeah. the midgard worm <laughs> she fucks him up and it is mm-hmm. so cool like mm-hmm. that alone is just such a cool scene. And then and she chucks that really bone spear at Amarantha's feet. Ah, with so she has good. a bone in her arm. Yes, yes. During all of that, she is covered in shit and mud yeah. and yeah. decomposing bodies. Mm-hmm. And she impales the worm, and she has all of that filth jabbed into her arm with a bone sticking out the other side and she hurls a shit stick (laughs) to amarantha (laughs) and sprays her with shit her favorite dress her favorite dress yes chef's kiss yes chef's kiss she's so good her ass is hauled back to her um cell where she 
is fever struck because she is dying. dying. She is dying. Yes. But it's important to note, Reese is feeding Amarantha this information, right? We talked about this before. Like, there is a reason why Feyre's tasks, or at least this first one, involves hunting something. Because Reese knows that Feyre is his only chance to break this curse. And heavy breathing is not because we're now talking about Reese and, although, <laughs> I mean. given time. Um, but it is... <laughs> Thanks, sweetums. <laughs> David's just wrangling in the dog <laughs> reese knows she can do it her strength he has faith mm -hmm. in her and he fed information to amarantha he fed her oh she's a huntress like casually she's a huntress and then she gives him she gives favor this task which she can she can win out and she does and it's yeah he had faith in her from the get he bets on and her he literally to win. bets on her <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, and he got punished and for it. It's really he oh he got punished. What's really mm -hmm. sad about this part is that she is waiting for Lucian to come and um, heal her, and he doesn't. And so she sits and rots for I think it's two days with this festering wound with a bone shard sticking out of it. She's sweating and vomiting and sick and hallucinating. And then finally we get Reese winnowing into her sell and we get yeah. the hottest bargain anyone's oh. ever made and there are moments throughout this whole thing where you're you're still pretty scared of reese like i think that sjm does a great job of writing him as a villain to kind of like trick you um yeah but there are moments like with the lentils when she has to clean out lentils out of his fireplace and he just like clears it out for her and like demands that the guards stop doing stupid shit with her it's like there are moments where you're yeah. like, oh, no, is he kind of cool? <laughs> like, do I kind of love him? Um, if there were going to be a worse task, <laughs> now that I'm thinking of, of the second task, having Lucian's life rest on her is definitely the worst thing that they could have given her. That was a great second task because you see, you feel how devastated she is already because she's like, I can't read. I'm not going to win this task. I can't do this. And I'm going to watch yeah, and my if friend it was die. A matter, right. If it was a matter of her dying because of her inability to read, mm -hmm. she would be okay with it. She would accept it and just be like, well, yeah. shit, can't read. She's like, okay, well, I'm going to die. And she says it with so much like, yep. meh. But she's like, but Lucian. Yeah. yeah. They use her compassion against her, her, her human heart against her. She doesn't care if she dies, if she right. herself dies, but and she that's doesn't want to watch to be him get killed. About Feyre, it's like, because that'll become a theme too. Like she then afterwards has nightmares of watching Lucian die and watching her friends yep. die or like watching other people die. Like it's, it never comes back to her. Um, no. But this is also, this task is also when we find out that Reese can communicate with her mind to mind. Well, he starts out with just giving her like a tug on the bond, which mm -hmm. I mean, if we're going to give Reese a little tug, it's not going to be on the bond. <laughs> no, he gives a little tug on the bond yeah. and uh, <laughs> leads her to make the right choice in the riddle that she's trying to solve. And when she is facing Amarantha after the completion of that second task, and he tells her in her mind, stand up, Put your chin yep. up, put your hands yep. down to your side. Do not let her it. see you cry. Don't mm -hmm. let her see you break. It's what she wants. 
don't yeah. do it. Now turn around and walk out the door. And it is the greatest thing ever. It's so like, fucking I need good. that pep talk. Oh, and then so she good. goes and she falls apart. At the end of the day, Reese needed her to win. He needed yeah. her to come out on top of these trials. Even if he didn't realize that they were mated, he believed in her and he needed her, you know, to to pull through. It was his only, she was his only salvation. He basically does anything to keep her from breaking. It took me a long while to realize that Rissand, whether he knew it or not, had effectively kept me from shattering completely. All right, we got to talk about Tamlin because throughout all of this, he watches the supposed love of his life get mm -hmm. beat the fuck up. He doesn't even try at all. He does nothing. Lucian yeah. is the she one thinks who he's on, her... She thinks he's under a spell. Oh my God, don't even get me started there. That made me so <laughs> mad. So in the I know, first it trial- I you into a rage. <laughs> could you see me getting mad? My microphone is <laughs> yeah. like getting really hot. <laughs> it's like red, red, red. <laughs> so in the first trial- when um, the worm sneaks up on her on her left, Lucian yells, on your left. And Amarantha makes Tamlin beat Lucian. And that's why yeah. he can't come and heal her is because he couldn't walk for like five days because he got beat yeah, so badly by Tamlin. Yeah, because she wouldn't let him heal. Yeah. Ugh. Yep. Oh, and Tam just sits there. He doesn't do a damn thing. Yeah. Par for the course. Ugh. It's like par for the course. On on brand he does absolutely jack shit yes. the entire time spineless spineless tam tam after reese makes his bargain with Feyre, caridwin and nuala come down mm -hmm. into Feyre's cell and get her dressed and adorned and painted yes. from head to toe and they put little diadems on her little crowns on her every single time so she always wears a little tiara which I think is really cute when you find out why. Super cute. <laughs> so right, cute. Because you know, like, because you now know that it's like Reese making her his queen. <laughs> his queen. Yes. Oh, I love it so much. It's so ridiculous. So he gets her all dressed up so that he can really just keep an eye on her. It, or he dressed down. I mean, her, she's barely wearing any clothes. I mean, that's true. It's like literally <laughs> two pieces of cloth that just cover yeah. her boobs. And then they gather and meet between her legs. That's it. That's, and there's a belt holding it Hot. on. That's it. Hot. I know. I know. I would look ridiculous in that. Dude, <laughs> I'd look like, I look like when you and I, when me and Katie used to dress up in my mom's old, like nightgowns, like her silk nightgowns. And they'd yes. be like hanging off of us, like down to our belly buttons. And the swamp of silk wouldn't cover like my left tit. I don't know. I, know. But I think that's the point. I think that's the that point. That is the point. I don't think it covered Feyre's either. No. Um, so she's paraded around drunk on fairy wine yeah. so that she forgets. She forgets about all these horrible things. She dances in Reese's lap um, yeah. all while Tamlin watches and he doesn't do a damn yeah. thing. Yeah. You think that this is like a moment where Reese is trying to get a rise out of Tamlin, which I think he is a little bit, yeah. but it goes back to him doing what he does best, which is putting on a show, putting on yes. a mask. And like, if he didn't do that, then everyone else would have been like, what the fuck are you doing with this woman? Like yeah. you've become complacent with this one woman. Like, what are you doing? And Amarantha yep. definitely would have put a stop to that. 
Tam Tam has the one chance to get Feyre alone and lead her out and save her. And instead he tries to fuck her. He corners her in a broom closet. And that is, that is the one thing he, he takes the opportunity to do. And she's like all into it too. She's like, Oh yay. Cause he loves me so much. And he's yeah. just, he's having such, he just had a hard day at work. That's all. It's yeah, just that's exactly, yeah, my that, fault. That it's moment. my fault. The moment was a rough one for me because she's like, oh yeah. yeah. And then I was, I immediately, it's like heated my core or whatever. And it's like, no, you Girl. were like in this terrible situation. <laughs> and then in, Again, in Reese. comes Reese with the clutch cock block and yes. swoops in. We love to see it. And we love gives to her see the, it. <laughs> the, the most regrettable kiss of his life. We later find out and he's because pissed. not he is yeah, so he's mad. pissed at he's so he mad is so at pissed Tamlin. at Tamlin. It tastes like citrus in the sea, which oh. tasting like the sea sounds terrible. Honestly, yeah. tastes well, like I don't know. Sea urchin's pretty briny. good, and it tastes like the sea. That's true. Baby, you own Oysters. you own a Japanese restaurant. You're you're eating good fish. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. All right, but then we get into that's the part that leads into a really vulnerable moment from from Reese, and I think I like yeah, you know, oh, these interactions with Feyre and Reese because it really builds on we're we're talking about Feyre's trauma, but let's talk about Reese Anne's. It's yep. I mean, it it's goes, crazy. I mean, it goes back. The first vulnerable moment he shows is in his bedroom when she's cleaning the lentils out of his fireplace mm -hmm. and he talks about his wings and he lets yeah. her see his wings. He partially shifts into his beast form, which I think is a bat mm -hmm. <laughs> or a I'm dragon. Unsure. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. yeah they're the all fan some sort of dragon, wild but thing. Yeah, yeah. I think he's a bat. Which is not really the sexiest thing, but it's fine. No. I can handle it. <laughs> yeah. But, um, Ignore. <laughs> yeah. That's like, and later in yeah. Akamath, which I, you just finished and I'm almost done with um, my read through, he talks about how he has never let anybody like be intimate with him with his wings out. And the fact that he shows her his wings and he never showed Amarantha his wings. He kept them right. secret. Like that's yeah, a he very, wanted to have something very, for himself. A very vulnerable moment to show her his wings right. in right. in his chamber. He trusts her a lot and, already. And then this is the first moment, right, where you get a glimpse behind the curtain. You see him very vulnerable. That mask fall. He like mm -hmm. yeah. He is downright like slouching in her cell. And yeah. he's like, she's running me ragged. Like Amarantha's running me ragged. And she's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I need some peace and quiet. Like, I just need to fucking relax. Like, I just need to get out of this miserable situation that this I've mess. been in for the past 50 years. Yep. Um, and that's when he yeah, tells it's her pretty that she can't fail. That's, and he's, like, so angry. He's like, why do you think I'm doing this? Like, I need you to succeed at what, at what we're doing here. Like, I'm putting all of my trust in you and all of my faith in you, and I need you to to win out. So intense. One of those moments where I'm like, dude, Reese, no. He's so incredibly desperate for that though. Yeah. That yeah. like he, he breaks to her and she even says, why are you telling me this? And then, you know, we get to the bulk of her, her trauma as we move forward, which is the final task. Um, this is her breaking point in many, yeah. many ways. Yeah. And this is where I got just so 
mad at Tamlin. Mm-hmm. And this is when I texted you and was like, is- so Reese will become a whore and yeah. keep his people yeah. hidden, be trapped under a mountain for 50 years. And Tamlin yeah. can't pretend to, to, he can't get down with Amarantha. Cause that's all she wants is for Tamlin to be her lover. Yeah. yeah. Everyone around you is sacrificing so much and mm-hmm. you're just sitting there like the cuck you are. He's a fuck boy. <laughs> yeah. This is why I love SJM so much because she doesn't really give you that happily ever after. It's very much like, okay, she finishes the trials. She comes out on top. She's turned fey. She gets power from everyone. Um, and you're looking at it like, holy shit, this is incredible. She's alive. Her and Tamlin can live happily ever after. Everything's good. No. Um, no. She's fucked up and she should be. It's like she has endured so much throughout the entire process. Uh, yeah. And, and it doesn't like, it doesn't end there. Obviously we'll cover that in book two when she goes back to the spring court, but what a nightmare. I mean, she's had to live through this nightmare. And she literally like the last sentence, she says that I've shredded myself into pieces under the mountain, Yeah, but for now and for today, let's go home. Yeah. Like it's, it's very, you are not left with a sense of peace at all. And no. that whole last part too, like finally he gets her. So after she is, her neck is broken and mm-hmm. Reese is fighting to save her and getting yeah. beat up. He gets yeah, his head slammed into the floor. He's just being blasted and blasted while she's getting killed. And Tamlin's just sitting there begging Amarantha begging. to stop. That's all he does is sit and beg. And he's supposedly like a really powerful beast and he doesn't do anything. No. Sweet, sweet Reese is getting his ass kicked. And and he yep. realized in that moment, he was like, oh, it's all over. She tricked her. She tricked Feyre. All of this is over. Like, I'm going to have to kill her or I'm going to die trying. Like, otherwise, there's no point to any of this. And I can't go through this for another fucking 50 years. And so he fights for her. Doesn't Lucian like throw a knife to her or something? No, he I might throws, be misremembering. It's, it's once the curse is broken, he throws a sword to Tamlin. To so Tamlin, shove it through her shoves throat it. or whatever. Yeah, right, which is really cool. Like that which part is pretty is really cool. cool to me. Yeah, but it took him like why did it take him mm-hmm. so long to do anything at mm-hmm. all? Ugh. Yeah, but. Yeah. We get Feyre seeing herself die through Reese's eyes. She gets mm-hmm. to feel Reese's heart breaking oh. as he watches her die. And then we later find out in book two that his nightmares that wake him up at night are him hearing her neck break over yeah. and over and over. Oh, God. Is this... <laughs> Do we have trauma from reading these books? I think so. I think so. So as we wrap up the podcast, we tell you that we um, are in group therapy to talk about yeah. this book series. I have to say Court of Thorns and Roses was a good book, but it was the most boring out of the four and a half books. Agreed. Um, like, for sure. This it's, is it, building the framework for the bigger story. And I can appreciate it for that, but it's definitely like the book number two is where things get. Oh my God. 
it pops <laughs> off in yes. like I remember the first time you and I read it, I was like, whoa, hello, trauma. Oh, and I she could does. identify with so much of what Fira goes through in book two. Mm-hmm. Not that I've had to kill any fairies, but <laughs> I've had right. my own um C PTSD and uh yeah, like <clears throat> Everything she goes through. And the way she processes and her whole inner thought process as she's trying to wade through the aftermath of Under the Mountain. Your your heart breaks as you're reading it. Like you feel devastated along with her. It's it's very good. Like all the way down to how she stops eating and stops caring for herself. Mm -hmm. We've all been there when we've gone through a hard time, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm excited for that. Um, I think this is a good place to wrap. It's coming at you. Um, Same. It's coming at you. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So if you stuck around this long, thanks for listening um, to a very unhinged um, (laughs) retelling of of book one with hardly any outline. I think we, I think we nailed it. Don't forget to share, like, subscribe, uh, comment. Send us instructions. (laughs) Uh, And remember, the romance section of the bookstore is before self-help for a reason. Thank you for listening. Bye.